Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, the following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Sports Scramble Podcast, brought to you by Belly Up Sports. It's just the three of us. Jacob fell off the face of the earth. We don't know where he is. He may be closing down Home Depot. He may be at a hockey rink. I don't really know. But how are you guys doing this weekend? Doing pretty good. Had a good weekend. I got to visit Wade up there in Baton Rouge. Uh, We hit up uh, Alex Box Stadium to to see Western Michigan and the number one team in the country, the LSU Tigers, play. It was quite the game. I think Tyler and I picked the the one with the least offense, but it was good baseball. And we did see a Gavin Dugas home run straight over our heads. It was quite impressive. He did it again today. So the Tigers got off to a hot start, even without one of their top players. Yeah, Dugas came out swinging. Well, I was I was watching. I watched all three games. We'll, we'll just start with the, with the LSU baseball. Might as well. I was watching all three games, and they were Ben McDonald and uh, what's his name, the uh, LSU guy, Lynn Rollins. Uh, yeah. yeah. He kept saying, all right, Ben, when do you think we're going to get a home run? When are you going to think we're going to get a home run? And I was like, dude, chill. It's going to happen eventually. They were like <laughs> taking polls on who was going to hit it first. Everybody thought it was going to be Dylan Cruz. Nope, it was Dugas returning to his for what, two years ago? I mean, he had like an eye surgery over the offseason. Yeah. said he couldn't see the ball, which explains his performance last year. And now he's uh, good to go back in, in his sophomore year form. It's really because he's drafted. Well, he's drafted eligible right now, but he came back. So he's this been here so long that he, they gave him glasses. He's, he's old. <laughs> had to, exactly. Had to get yeah, he, had, he had like a little bit of a like, I don't know if, I don't know if it was like a detached retina or something, whatever it was, it did not sound comfortable. I'm not a, not a big fan of things going in my eyes, uh, but he, uh, he got it done. Two home runs already on the season. It'll be a race between him and Dylan Cruz to see who has the most this year. So. How was the weather there? I know it was cold Friday, so they moved the game up. How was it on Saturday? Oh, uh, yeah, we definitely uh, – yeah, we see my sunburn <laughs> too. I mean, I'm looking like a crawfish over here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the weather was definitely fine. We definitely uh, picked uh, a good day to go. Uh, Friday game, I couldn't believe uh, what all those fans in attendance. It was like 15-mile-an-hour winds. It was feeling like 40s. Uh, so it was good that we were in the sun. It got to up to – in the upper – the lower 60s, uh, but – not not really win. It was it was marginal uh, blowing our way. That's probably how uh, Dugas uh, got it over there. He hit it on honestly U High's practice facility uh, that they have uh, right behind Alex Box. Uh, but it was a pretty good weather weekend, and yeah, a heck of a weekend uh, for Gavin Dugas. Uh, he hit 
uh, had uh, two home runs, hit 750 uh, on the weekend. So that's a pretty good weekend, and now he's at second base. So so I think he did great on, on defense, and no errors for LSU's defense. I mean, the first series last year, they had four errors in that series against Maine. So it's pretty good to see a, a goose egg in the error column. Yeah, that was one of the big question marks going into this season was how is the defense going to react after a year yeah. under Jay Johnson? Everybody knows Jay Johnson prioritizes offense, um, which, as you can see, I mean, we outscored them uh, 24 to 4. Was that the five? Five, maybe? Five? Yeah. yeah, they scored like three. Yeah, that's right. They scored, it was 10 to 1 or 10 to nothing the first game, 5 to 3 the second, and 9 to 1. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Day. Yeah, they scored uh, four. So, yeah. 24 to 5. They outscored by 24 runs. I think if I did that math right off, off the dome. Um, but so we knew the offense was going to be there, but the biggest question was defense and pitching. Pitching was not an issue with our yeah. starters. We got ourselves. It is Paul Skeen's 12 strikeouts, like just dueling or wheeling and dealing out there. And then y'all got to see Riley Cooper. Big man yeah, himself, greater than all, tattooed on the forearms. Looks like you dropped a little bit of weight. What'd you think of uh, old Riley Cooper there, Wade? It, I don't know if I can stand by that statement. I think he might have gained <laughs> some weight, but it's okay. It's an all downhill season for Mister Cooper. He puts that belly right into the pitches, kind of carries his follow through. Uh, but really impressive stuff. It's very invaluable to have a um, left-handed stud pitcher like that you know oftentimes we'll see right-handed guys but the best of the best can still hit well off a of righty so to have a lefty uh really throws teams for a loop really complements the hard throwing style of paul Skeens and chase shores on the other two weekend starters so uh, i think this rotation will be really good but i am cautiously optimistic because we've seen this story before blake money looked like a cy young winner oh yeah to open last season before getting torched in SEC play. So I, I think the pitching has improved. It definitely is great having guys like Money and uh, Ty Floyd pitching out of the bullpen, you know, on a Sunday afternoon, whereas last year they would have been starting. So that just shows the depth they have. Well, and you got Wes Johnson now coming in from the MLB. I mean, he leaves the Twins when they're sitting in first place in their yeah. division. And he's like, hey, I'm going to co go coach for old Jay. So that was uh, that was good to see. Um, I think that, that'll greatly improve the, the pitcher's performance. So it's uh, I'm optimistic. I know every year we're, when we're ranked number one, we go through the – you know, we blow out teams and we drop some midweek games and the fans are like, oh, my gosh, so we're supposed to be number one and we can't beat ULL down the street or Latte. <laughs> Calm down, people. None of this matters till you get to the SEC, and that's when it really it takes into account. So who, who do we have coming up this week? Um, they have uh, Southern on Tuesday, and then they'll go head on over close to you, the Round Rock Classic. Uh, they'll play Kansas State on Friday, Iowa on Saturday in the same Houston State. And then they'll also play at Texas uh, on the midweek. They'll stay around the Lone Star State and Texas face off it. against them. Yeah, Texas this weekend, they got swept uh, by the quote-unquote SEC, you know, the big bad SEC that they're going to be joining in. They got a taste of it out there at yeah. the Rangers Stadium. Uh, Vanderbilt beat them pretty handily today 
Uh, they lost uh, 12 to 2 today uh, on Friday night. Uh, they lost to Arkansas by a couple of runs, and then Missouri walked them off on Saturday night. So uh, Texas already 0 and 3. And then another team, uh, Tennessee, they started off the season 0 and 2, and then they picked up a win today, 7 0, beating UC San Diego. But they lost to Arizona on, on Friday night. And then Saturday night, they played at Grand Canyon, a team I think that's going to be hosting a super regional. I think that they are going to be pretty good. They have a really solid pitching. Their lineup is absolutely loaded, one through nine. Uh, they got a, a taste of the the regional. They were in Oklahoma State's regional last year, that crazy regional between Arkansas and Oklahoma State, which felt like every game you had to get to twenty runs uh, to be able to win that yeah. game. Uh, so there's there's this definitely some question marks with there. Tennessee. I think that their offense more than anything. I think their pitching staff uh, did pretty good. I mean, they have three MLB studs going from Friday to Sunday, but. There's a lot of guys that they lost on their offense, so I think that's their my main question marks I have for the Vols. Yeah, well, when you're not playing in your tiny little stadium, oh, yeah. can't hit all your home runs. So that's true. That's always been my thing. Uh, they did hit a few, but not as much as they did last year. Yeah, uh, didn't they lose a lot of guys to the draft, or they returned? They did. Yeah, especially not on the offensive uh, side, like their bullpen is is fine. Like their pitching is going to be their strong suit, and that's why they're. Well, they still got that guy but... that like pumps hundred and three down the middle. Well, I think he got a starter. Yeah, he got drafted. He got drafted okay. like either in the second or, or first round. But their offense, they lost a lot. Of, they lost uh, Gilbert, their star center fielder. They lost um, their first baseman. They pretty much lost their pretty much their whole entire lineup. So they have a lot of young guys coming in here. So that's what's really going to test and also the SEC play as well. Well, the rumor is we may be covering the game for LSU when Tennessee comes into town. It's just a rumor. It's probably not going to happen, but I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe if I put it into the plan. universe, it'll, <laughs> it'll happen. No, yeah, maybe they'll invite us to come. I will, of our I will rent out friends. my apartment for a deluxe baseball experience for the uh, – <laughs> I don't know. I think it's the Arkansas series that I'll be out of town for. And so you can go watch some top five baseball. Your wedding, so neither one of us will be at that game. No, no, no. The next weekend. Tyler. When I'm on my cruise. Well, ah. Ah. Gotcha. Well, I'll be in I'll be I'll be back in Houston, so I might have to make a little weekend trip over to over to, to Baton Rouge. I don't know. But uh yeah, I'm gonna try to make it down for a game in a good old Alex box. Maybe we'll get some on on-site interviews you know we got the brothers brant gave us some some uh tips tyler on how to get on the field so maybe we'll flex yeah. flex those over at the lsu game and uh be interviewing jay johnson pregame who knows I we mean, saw some kids is the limit the when you're confident and you show up in texas two little kids hopped what, on the the field and we're running around on the bullpen no uh, <laughs> not tyler though did they get tackled by the security no, they ran on the field for five minutes during a pitching change. Nobody stopped them, and then their parents wouldn't help them hop the fence. Back yeah, they were just like the staring at them while their kids were trying to get back into their seats. I was like, first of all, how the heck did the parents let them get on the field? And second of all, why are not the parents not doing anything trying to help these kids, poor old kids, trying to hop oh. over back on this fence to get the seats? How old were they? Like five, yes, yeah, like like ten. Finish. Okay, if it's ten, they should know better. If they're like four or five, then it's we got Look five. Like we got ten. For sure. They're definitely on T-ball teams. I All mean, right, we'll go with eight. Okay. 
Five uh, was probably was probably no better. I think eight yeah. sounds good. Yeah. Well, you know who doesn't have eight kids? My man Tiger Woods. He luckily didn't have eight kids after all those scandals back in 09. Oh, uh, but <laughs> yeah, we can uh we'll jump into the Tiger Woods played his first PGA tour event since 2020. Ended up making the cut on the number and then had it himself a day on Saturday shooting 67. Today, not so much. And I think, you know, first time back since the Masters playing four rounds of golf, having to walk, he probably was a little tired, you know. I've been saying it. I want to see him win. I would love to see him win just for the – he'd own the record. You know, he's tied with 82 wins or 81. I don't remember what the number is, but he's tied first with some other, with the other guy. If he wins on the PGA Tour one more time, he owns the record. But he's probably not going to win when he's playing four, five events a year. It's got to get extremely lucky when you got guys like John Rahm and Max Homa shooting seventeen under, and I think Tiger finished at one under. Eh, it's probably not going to happen. But I still got faith in my in my guy. That's why I got the shirt on, the little Tiger swinging the golf clubs. So uh, I'll continue to wear it when he plays. But uh tyler you saw what tiger gave jt uh after he outdrove him on thursday uh tampon yes so people weren't too happy about that but grow up it it was funny he was like hey it's a joke the old guy he was he was smoking the ball i mean he was out hitting he was out driving rory and uh that that's saying Rory said he had to like click his driver down a few degrees because he'd take away some loft because he was embarrassed. Uh, but yeah, people got all offended. It was it wasn't anybody that like watches golf. It was all the you know people that want to cancel. If Tiger Woods can make it through his you know uh, sexual discrepancies back in what was it like oh seven oh nine I don't know late late uh, early twenty tens. I think he can get through a tampon joke without being canceled. So, but. Uh, but then we had we had the the big match between Wade and I on his bachelor trip. We haven't been on a show together since the trip two weeks ago. Wade, I'll let you break it down since you ended up victorious. That's right. Got off to a chilly start on the front nine, right on the banks of Canyon Lake. And uh, we had a couple dribblers off the tee, but my guy, John Michael, got us about 150 yards out in the fairway, setting the tone for the day. Um, we think we tied the first three holes and then y'all finally got a advantage on the next two. We lift out a putt. Um, we played an uphill mountain hole where there was no grass on the fairway up to the, uh, yep, that one was interesting. Chet Chet's team took that hole. Um, and we limped our way into lunch, I guess. Uh, well, actually my team took the hole right before lunch on hole number nine um we used our magic ball to an advantage which was basically a mulligan uh with some stipulations on it and um yeah we had to keep it fun for the bachelor party you know yeah no bad shots you know but uh actually everybody i don't think we lost many golf balls uh collectively as a group and the magic ball could be used as a mulligan or as a special putt and i think most people used it for putting purposes. Yeah. Um, well, that was pretty good. And then we took a two hour reprieve for lunch. And I think Chet, yeah, you know, it he was started a... thinking about taking a nap. Whereas, uh, you know, me get a little food in me. 
reviving me from the night before where I was singing karaoke and drinking every liquor known to man. Uh, yep. It was good for me. I needed a hamburger, uh, get a little grease. And lo and behold, the back nine, I think Chet would agree, was so much nicer than the front nine. Yeah, this course was uh, quite the spectacle, to say the least. We were looking for a cheap one since Wade and I and one other guy were the only ones that actually played golf. So <laughs> we needed something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We didn't want to be bothered out there. We were the only people on the course, Tyler. Only private people. course, man. Private yeah. course. I read out the whole nice, thing. Though. Back then had the VIP experience then if y'all were just the only people on the course. We had a private uh, cart boy, <laughs> pro shop boy, and food guy. It was all the same guy. So he had a mullet. <laughs> and he, it was... Yeah, it was the same same guy for all three. And we finished nine. It took us a while. You know, we were playing an eight-man match, really. Four and four, a little scramble just to have fun out there. And uh, we got into lunch after two and a half, three hours on the front nine. Everybody was pretty hungry. Um, and we walked into the clubhouse, and our cart boy and pro shop uh, guy was like, hey, I'm the waiter, too. Uh, what can I get y'all? <laughs> and we already goes, well, let me see if the kitchen's open. Pretty sure he had to make all of the food as well. Um, so that was interesting. And then, <laughs> yeah, we got back out there. And like Wade said, he had some food in him. I had food in me. I was ready to go to sleep. And his team ended up – we were up three. And his team ended up winning the next three and taking the whole thing. Uh, eight, 18th tee, I had a chance to, uh, to really make something happen. And I topped it off the tee. And then, of course – we uh yeah my other three teammates didn't hit in the fairway so we had to take one it was a long par four and hit a good second shot and the third shot was the money shot that we needed we were about 150 yards away uphill green like 25 mile an hour winds blowing straight at us i was like let me club double club up rip an eight iron here tyler when i say i've never hit an eight iron so pure i absolutely flushed this thing but it went so much spin on it went up in the wind and it fell about 40 yards short of the green. I was like, you got to be you kidding on the me, jet stream. That's the problem. The you had to keep yeah. it low so, on some of those back. Yeah, you had to be a little stinger to, to get it on the green. You can't, whenever it's like winds like that, you can't put it up in there. You got to, you know, let it fly yeah. low. Yeah, I should have clubbed up like an extra four clubs just to get it far enough down. Just pull out the driver. It's going to reach. <laughs> yeah, just tee it up again in the fairway. Might as well. I mean, it was pretty much. Uh, bunker at that point in that fairway um but since then i've had a na- i've had a sour taste in my mouth so i've been out out there grinding He's determined on the golf to course. finally get a win in a match i got something a little different in my swing a little different wrist action at the top alexa makes fun of me because she says i just go out there and flick my wrist that's how i was trying to explain it to her a little like little open <laughs> hand thing jobber. i don't really know how to explain it but it works good contact so i'm coming you know Next time, when I come into Baton Rouge next, we're gonna we're gonna redo the whack with the four of us, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be ready to play. Me and Wade are gonna take traveling venue. Yes. Yeah, we get we get the home advantage for major championship. We'll be playing at Santa Maria. (laughs) Yes, please please choose a nice course. Don't like City Park is like great and all for like if you're just like casually golfing, but it's not good golfing for something like this. It has that to wouldn't be like need one to back his driver for that course. So yeah, to- no, I would just be hitting irons. I was driving the green last time we went because it's only like two eighty. That's why I like drive. I I like use the driver so much on that degrees. course because like if you hit a good drive, you're already on the green most of the time. 
exactly. We need to see, wait, did the bluffs open back up over there in uh, kind of like North Baton Rouge? It's in the works, yeah. Up in St. Francisville, they did sell the course after it shut down, but the developer who bought it has been very clear that he wants to restore it to its golfing glory. He thinks it was a good value with it being a uh, you know PGA-designed course. Um, so, yeah, they're going to bring it back to life. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, yeah. they're going to bring it. Yeah. Back to life here soon. I don't have a date, but that would be a fun, fun trip to go up that way. Um, that was a fun course to play. That was, it, was. A, it had some had some cool views out there on the bluffs, you know, in the ravine running through it and stuff. Definitely so, didn't feel like I'll be. Uh, no, it did not. Like I'll, I'll be playing in Houston next week when I'm in town for work uh, over there at the Longwood where we had the original match. So oh, yeah. like you're going fair back better. to your old stomping grounds. Exactly. So I'm about to uh, join the join the club here, or at least the range membership. A couple hundred bucks a year, and you get unlimited ball. So might as well. I was out there yesterday for like an hour and a half, two hours, working on some stuff and putting. And like, yeah, I might as well join. So I don't have to pay ten dollars every time I come. You know, I get my money's worth. But all this golf talk makes me. We got to bring up our first sponsor. We got our friends over at Piper Golf. There you go. I gave Wade a sleeve of Piper golf balls out there, and I'm pretty sure he hit the, stri- the straightest drive of the day with it. The and one that beat you like, on Dude, these are the real deal. Hey, see, exactly. Yeah, talking yeah, a lot about golf ball. We talked all about that win, but mine still went 250. <laughs> well, that's because I didn't have the Piper golf ball. I gave yeah. mine. I gave the sleeve you to Wade. You had that Piper use. golf advantage, baby. 250 exactly. straight so into the, into the wind. Head on over to Piper.golf and use our code SPORTSCRAMBLE10 at checkout for 10% off tour quality balls at a non-tour quality price. And the thing is, they are lo- they have different levels, and we had like the blue golf ball or something is the one that we've got, and it's for lower spin. So that's why Wade used it into the wind. He kept it low. It didn't yeah, roll out as true. far, but – yeah exactly no he just i just he's like hey anybody got a golf ball i lost my other 12 like yeah here you go boy use these five golf i lost one ball and it was because i was too lazy to drive to the other fairway to get it (laughs) (laughs) i yeah i thought it was pretty wide open there was no trees no water all the water didn't look like a very wide open course there was no water tyler think about the course we played on my bachelor trip and then take it down a few notches and And bring it to the desert (laughs) yeah yeah, it's definitely uh I mean yeah, it served its purpose, you know. Both of those courses were stuck in the nineties. We wanted that's a for sure. Yeah, uh like yeah. uh one of the guys said, Man, you know this course somebody wanted to get some water out of the uh little water thing, the jug, wait. And uh we stopped them because we noticed that there was sticks filling up the trash can that looked like they had deteriorated completely. Like, if they haven't picked up the trash, what makes you think they've refilled the water with clean water? So let's not drink any of that. Coming out green. Yeah. I'm still here. Yeah. That's true. That's true. He did make it through it. So, all right, enough golf talk. We got another big, big championship going on. We got the men's March Madness basketball. Alabama's got the number one overall seed in the NCAA bracket preview. They released a full top 16. Tyler, what are the other 15 teams? 
Yeah, so we have all the remaining uh, one seeds. You have Alabama, Houston, Purdue, and Kansas, the reigning national champs. And then on the two line, you have Texas, Arizona, Baylor, and UCLA. Then the three seeds, you have Tennessee, Virginia, Iowa State, Kansas State. And then the round out, the top 16, you have the four seeds. You have Indiana, Marquette, Gonzaga, and Xavier. So pretty much the same teams that we've been seeing year by year. Uh, You have a lot of Big Ten, SEC, you pretty much have two teams with Tennessee, Alabama. The Big 12, it's a pretty good conference this year. They're very loaded. You have pretty much a team in, in each uh, really seeding. Uh, so that's the top 16 with a month away from March Madness. So I'm looking at I'm looking at the list. I think I'm going with my boys in Houston. That's who I'm picking to take to take it all home at the end of the at the end of March. I guess like middle of April is when it actually is over. Um, who's your early pick, Tyler? Who you th- who you taking? Um, this is tough. Um, I definitely love uh, what Kansas uh, has been bringing to it. Uh, going from the four seeds, I think a team that I really like is Indiana. I think that they have some really quality wins. Uh, they're one of the few teams to actually beat uh, Purdue. Uh, but the three seeds, uh, it's very tough. I could see all th- three of these, uh, all four of these teams, uh, really winning it. Two seed line, it's kind of iffy. Right now, I have to go uh, – I'm going to go with – shoot, man, I don't know. This is tough because I have no idea who's going to win it. This is like as wide open as it was uh, last year. But I think I got to go with Kansas. I think that there's – really what they brought back and what they lost is really what makes this team. I think they're still a veteran bunch. Uh, they just beat Baylor. I mean, last night's game, Baylor was up uh, by 10 points, and then Kansas – uh, put it on them. They like outscored them like 55 to 26 uh, in the second half. So I think that Kansas is ultimately going to win the Big 12. They're going to get a one seed. And I think that they can make some noise again in March Madness. So right now I have to go with Kansas. But as we always say, it's still too early. All right. So I've watched more and more basketball recently, but there for a while I hadn't watched any college basketball this season. So a little bit of a blind guess here, but uh, right now, my pick is Alabama because I think they can outshoot anybody in the country. Wow, um, Alabama! Shocker. I can't trust an SEC team, man. But yeah, that's true. I think the obvious answer is right there in plain sight. Like uh, Tyler's saying, I think Kansas. You know, they're the reigning champs. They bring back some key players um, and another veteran team that I didn't realize was ranked as highly as they are is UCLA. I think yeah. that they got UCLA is very pieces good. from their run a couple of years ago as well. So those are three of the teams I'm, I'm keeping an eye on, but um, if Alabama can have a little bit of discipline and defense, I mean, offensively they're better than any team in the country. So we got, we got Houston, Kansas and Alabama. As our yeah. three picks, we'll see. Oh, you, know, you know, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, right, I know. It's going to. I think that. Be some... I mean, looking on the outside, I think the team that I've really loved watching is Miami. I think that this that could be a team that can make some noise. Uh, looking at last year, I mean, they beat number two seed Auburn, and everybody was high on Auburn. They had Walker Kessler, they had Jabari Smith, and they got knocked out. Miami went all the way on to the lead eight uh, before the Kansas boys. ultimately beat Uh-oh. them. So I think that Miami. Uh, if <laughs> if they're not going to win the ACC regular season, I think they could definitely uh, win the ACC uh, tournament championship. So I think that Miami is going to be on the outside. They'll probably be a five seed, get matched up with a 12 seed, which is always tough. 
But honestly, if they're in like a if a bracket with an Alabama or Houston, I think that they can beat them. So I would pick Miami as those outside teams to make the Final Four and really make a, some noise in March. I might pick Miami too. I always do. <laughs> I think I might have a bracket with Miami made. It's a good year to what's do the, it. Once the bracketology gets posted and everything, we'll uh we'll start a. I'm sure we'll have something with Belly Up, uh, little bracket uh competition so we'll keep our listeners posted on that um there's still some lsu fans that think lsu can make it if they went out <laughs> and if they win the sec tournament those people are, are smoking crack <laughs> i don't know what they're thinking but lsu doesn't even have a chance to make the what is it the nit no the, yeah they won't make any tournaments i mean they will make the sec tournament but they're going to get bounced by whoever you put they lsu play. in any college conference tournament and they would not win like maybe a game i mean the lsu women's team would single-handedly destroy the men's team right now if they weren't allowed to dunk yes i don't know i think angel reese could get up there and swat somebody when they went for a dunk i mean there's not there's not there's honestly way like they the difference between the women's yeah, the yeah. women's and the yeah the men's and the women's teams because uh, the women's team actually has shooters. Look, look what they have: Alexis Morris, what he's she's carrying the team, and then Jasmine Carson, what she did today against Florida. Yeah, so I mean, the women's team bounced back today against Florida, uh, returned to their normal ways, beat them ninety to seventy nine. Yep. I'm a little upset they let up seventy nine points. <laughs> I mean, we're used we're we're used to like thirty point blowouts, but it's still towards the end of the season they're getting tired. Um, They've got Vanderbilt, Mississippi State left. Of course, they dropped that heartbreaker to South Carolina. I think the moment was just just too big for them, Uh, and they they looked slow out of the gate. Uh, But, you know, it happens. It's one loss. Yeah, they're probably going to get two more cracks at them. Either it's probably if they make it all the way to the SEC championship, if they make it to the Final Four, and – that could be a national championship uh, right there. But that, it's a pretty good week. I mean, you beat a pretty good Ole Miss team that took the number one team in the land to overtime today. Uh, I think that yep. Ole Miss, uh, you know, looking at the bracketology of the women's side, they're an eight seed. I think that's stupid. I think that's a team that should be a five seed. They are 20 and seven. They have nine wins and a really good SEC. I know it's really top heavy with South Carolina and LSU, but. LSU putting up 90 points against the Florida team, which uh, LSU owns Florida this week. Gymnastics team beat them on Friday night, and now the women's team beat them. Be done. Uh, uh, so I, I think that uh, this LSU team is not done. I mean, the, the one loss is definitely something that you can't really hang your hat on, and you really just overmatch the size uh, with Cordoso and, and Aaliyah Boston uh, down there. So I think it's pretty good uh, bounce back. I, I I think with Vanderbilt and Mississippi State left on the schedule, they'll win those two games. And they already clinched a, a double bye in the SEC tournament, so that's pretty good. Uh, so, we'll see. I, I mean, SEC tournament doesn't really matter to them. They'll probably be a, a top two seed in the NCAA tournament. And the good thing about that is as long as you're a top four seed in the women's side of the NCAA tournament, you have not only the first round but the second round you get to host that at your home side, oh, so nice. that's definitely huge. Nice. We'll have to well, take it in. Got if, the, if, uh, well, it yeah. might coincide with the wedding, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see. Well, what's really more important, Wade, your wedding or women, <laughs> LSU women's basketball? <laughs> women's sports. Maybe we move the wedding. Maybe we move the wedding to the PMAC. 
Okay, oh that my. sounds good with everybody in this house right now, but Elise happens to be in Orlando, so you can run that viral <laughs> when she gets back. <laughs> I still think we mix into your wedding that after you say I do, you have to hit a drive straight down the middle of the fairway since you're getting married on the first tee box. And if you slice it, it's null and voided. You have to land it in the fairway for the for the marriage to be held true, for you to be legal. All right, just give me some. You Piper better be using balls. the Piper golf balls then if you're going to exactly. do it. Exactly. Yeah. Golf balls. That's what I'm talking about. Well, Dude, I would whip out my you know, uh, work degree and just loft it into the center of the fairway. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say how hard I had to hit it. <laughs> You've got to hit it past the women's seats. We'll put it okay. that way. Oh wait, oh. I can't wait. Wade and I came up with a new rule. In baseball, it's pretty much like the same rule if like if you don't make it past the women's tees, if you like hit like a pop-up, like if you can't make it past like the infield grass, you have to drop your pants. Like there's this one guy in Western Michigan, he bunted it and he Happened popped it right up time. to he popped it right up to the to the pitcher and it was terrible. Like that one, like you had to do like something where it's like everything has they to come should... off. If you're Dude, I'm pretty that, sure our pitcher caught it on his butt. <laughs> He was like, whoop. Was it Riley Cooper up there? No. Yeah, it, it was. was. No, it was the next guy. He's awesome. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, it was, uh, I don't, I don't know. His I think name. we had it about was... 600 pounds of weight on the mound between yeah. the two dudes. Hey, it worked. They had some strikeouts. Riley Cooper had seven. Paul Skeens had 12. And our guy today, Mr. like six foot 11 freshman, Chase One of his first pitches was 99. Yeah, I mean, we got some heat out there. Uh, well, if you want to watch a live event like Wade and Tyler did, or if you want to make it to the uh, Final Four in Houston, like our friends uh, Rob and Rick mentioned on last week's episode, you know what you need to do? You need to head on over to SeatGeek. Live sports, or sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's where our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Wade and Tyler used SeatGeek to get their tickets for uh, yesterday's sure baseball is. game. Not only can so you get tickets to sporting phone number so I can do it again. <laughs> or a new email. And you can use mine next time. <laughs> Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, but you can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. We got the Houston Rodeo coming up. You can get your tickets on SeatGeek, I think. I'm not, don't quote me on that. I'm not totally sure. But... Right now, you can head. Yeah, you can. Yeah, sneak into the radio. Yeah, I can't even get through this ad read. Right now, you can head on over to SeatGeek.com. Use promo code BellyUpSports. That's all capital, one word, and uh, for twenty dollars off your first purchase. And if you're like Wade, use a new email, use a different phone number, and you get your twenty dollars off again at SeatGeek.com. We'll need that for the Tennessee series. <laughs> yes, we're gonna need a lot more than twenty dollars off. <laughs> See, Tyler and I bought our tickets before everybody decided they wanted to go to Mardi Gras. So yep. we were like, there was like 15 seats left. I was like, Tyler, we better just jump on this, man. Like, let's do it. And we got a good deal for sure, especially with that promo. So thanks. Yeah, to see we were me. helping out the cause. But exactly. if we decided to go yesterday, I mean, it, it was we well attended. Sat in the we could a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to get to our dog of the week here. Who got that dog in him? So let me hit the intro. Who got that dog in him? Week number 40. I don't know when we started. We're on episode 45, so 
that's a that's a lot of podcasts. So we've been we've been sitting every week talking to each other. It's been nice. I've, I've missed y'all, and now we're we're back at it. So who got that dog in them? Wade, I'll let you start first. All right. So slim pickings of sporting events to pick from, but I'm going to go to the NBA. Yes, that's right. Wade and the NBA. we got the All Star game on tonight. That's right. Yep, Sunday night when we're recording this. I'm going to go with the uh, the dunk champion Mac McClung. Uh, he's a you know one, one of those YouTube sensations that we saw throughout high school dunking the basketball. He was a pretty good college player as well. Um, bounced around between Georgetown and Texas Tech, but he was he was a problem at Texas Tech. Oh yeah. yeah, But yeah, he returned to the national stage yesterday out of the G League, won the dunk contest, and I think. You know, maybe that will finally give him the opportunity he needs uh, to get his NBA I career going. The, I think the 76ers uh, signed him to a to a two way contract too, so maybe he'll he'll see yeah. some action in the NBA. Yeah, they signed him like two days before the event happened because they're like, dude, if you're gonna come to this event, you have to have an affiliation. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he's on a two week contract. So there you go. Maybe he'll make the most out of it. Tyler, who's your dog of the week? I'll stick with hoops, uh, but I'm going to go women's college basketball. A lot of the hype for LSU has been around Angel Reese, but I'm going to give it to Jasmine Carson. She really lit it up uh, from the three-point line. Seven of 14 from deep, 25 points in 40 minutes. So pretty much play the entirety of this game. Uh, So Got to give it to the senior guard from Memphis. Uh, so I'll go give it to Jasmine Carson, give her the dog of the week. I'm sticking on the LSU train. I'm going with Paul Skeens, our new ace, go. our starting pitcher, transfer from Air Force, serving the country two years ago, and now he's serving LSU fans' heat on the mound. He's serving up them Ks. 98 right. pitches in seven innings. His 98th pitch, 98 miles an hour. The man was torching Western Michigan. Twelve strikeouts. I don't. I can't. It's so good to finally have a true ace, and not bouncing around three guys. Well, hopefully he holds up. LSU, you know, historically, they have a great pitcher, and he something happens, he gets hurt, or you know, whatever, in the middle of the season, and then we're screwed. But hopefully he holds up. Big dude too. He's like six six. Um, we have a guy. lot of big dudes. Like Jay Johnson, like, Jared Jones, like our hitter, is like six four, but he looks to me like he's six six. Like when he steps up to the plate, and his bat looks like a t-ball bat. Yeah, Paul, like Wade just mentioned, Paul Skeens can hit the ball too. I don't know how yeah. often he'll be hitting. The next but, Shohei yeah. Otani. Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, Who I'm knows? sure Jay Johnson isn't gonna risk. Yeah, he's not gonna get many bad bats. Yeah, after watching think. Tommy White dislocate his shoulder diving yeah. back to the bag, that. I wouldn't look too familiar, but uh, yeah, my dog of the week's got to go with Paul Skeens coming out there, just throwing heat for the Tigers to, to start our season off right. Um, speaking of the SEC, we had some headlines last week that we didn't get to. Oklahoma and Texas agree to leave the Big 12 early. We'll join the SEC in 2024. The conference will likely do a three and six schedule. Tyler, can you explain that for our listeners? Also for me, because I don't know what it means. <laughs> yeah, so so pretty much is that the, the conference is going to go away from the division, so there won't be like an East division and a West division anymore. So what this is going to be is the three means is they're going to have three permanent 
uh, conference opponents. And that can be, you know, from the SEC East to SEC West, you can pretty much be wide open now. Uh, and then the six is going to be the re- like the remaining SEC. So there's per- probably more than likely there's going to be a nine conference game schedule. So that means there's going to be more uh, conference games and there's less uh, really non-conference games, which I definitely agree with. And they're going to try to protect like the robbery games. Like they're going to protect the Iron Bowl. So there's more than likely that Alabama is going to play mm-hmm. Auburn. And then the Egg Bowl, they'll probably still see that again with Mississippi State. Ole Miss, Arkansas, Missouri will probably be protected. Uh, Texas, Oklahoma will probably be protected with the Red River rivalry. And then pretty much all the other rivalries that you see, you know, LSU, Arkansas will probably be up for grabs. Uh, but And then uh, Texas uh, and Texas A&M is still on the fence because Texas wants the rivalry, but Texas A&M doesn't want any part of it. I mean, the Texas athletic director. Texas A&M is. Yeah. I mean, you could pro- pro- potentially say that, uh, but I mean, in that case, like Texas A&M, like really the main reason why they left for the SEC was to get out of Texas's shadow. But now that Texas is coming back in, so it's like they don't want to like have to really face them off. But I feel like that's gonna that rivalry is gonna happen. Uh, so they're gonna try to protect uh, the rivalries, uh, you know, Florida, Georgia, all that. Uh, so it's it's definitely gonna be an open book of you know who these uh, sixteen teams uh, will play. Wow, what a great idea! It's almost so, like. I came up with it five years ago. Yep. <laughs> it's yeah, it like just makes sense, sense because like Ross Ellinger and Ross might have passed it on to uh, Greg Sankey over at the SEC. Yeah, really. It was uh, – I found the old email. It was not Ross, actually. I misspoke on our previous show. It was um, Scott Rabelais, who is the uh, Baton uh, Rouge editor, who was Ross's boss at the time. Then Ross surpassed him Ross. and – shot way up so um i did get some responses from the charleston newspaper guy he said this is a great idea it won't happen though because of money and royalties but uh also we didn't know the you know the conference would expand to 16 teams and i think it's only right i mean i think you could even keep the divisions if you wanted to um if you wanted to have that traditional feel but there's really no need for lsu to play you know a team like Auburn every year I mean versus getting out there and playing a team like you know Georgia or someone that they traditionally wouldn't play so I like the idea of uh, the conference being more cohesive you can't just say you're in the SEC and never play the likes of Alabama and Georgia and LSU so So, I like it but it's gonna be very tough path ahead for teams like Missouri and Vanderbilt yeah oh yeah who uh wait? Who's your pick to be LSU's three permanent opponents? All right. So when I did it, I respected the existing, um, you know, cross division rivals. So I gave them Florida, which I like. I think that's a very competitive series. So I'll stick with Florida. But then I think it really does get interesting because some people would say the LSU and Ole Miss game is a very Big time traditional rivalry, and others would say the Battle of the Boot with Arkansas is a big time traditional rivalry. Um, and then I think the fans like the Alabama game, but I would have to suspect the SEC would want to keep the Texas A&M rivalry going, um, which they That's kind the of generated rivalry. But yeah, since it's kind of been generated, so I'll say Texas A&M, Florida, and I'm going to give them Arkansas um, to round it out. Okay, Tyler, who's your three? 
Yeah, so another rule about the like the three permanent ones. So two of them is like on like the top tier of like all the SEC, and then you get like one like bottom tier. So I guess that could be like Vanderbilt, Missouri, somebody like that, like maybe Mississippi State. I don't know if they consider Mississippi State to be at one of the lower tiers, but I think that the three is gonna be Texas AM and the two Mississippi schools. I think that they're going to get uh, Texas A&M. It's become more of a rivalry than probably everyone in the SEC really expected. I think that Arkansas is a great rivalry. You know, it's a trophy game, so maybe that could potentially happen. Uh, but I think that Mac the Magnolia Bowl just has a more historic uh, rivalry, you know, going all the way back to, to the 1960s in that game. And I think that Mississippi State's always a, a great game between LSU and Mississippi State. So I think that would be a great draw uh, for LSU right there if they can get Texas A&M in both the Mississippi schools. And I could probably predict all the other ones, but I'm not even going to go about that because this would be a two-hour show. <laughs> it took a long time to do that, Tyler. That's why I came up with this idea on a 12-hour car ride. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll give you the three I want it to be, and I'll give you the three that okay. I think it'll be. The three that I want it to be is Missouri – Vanderbilt. That's and not Kentucky. gonna happen. <laughs> that would go against that would go against the rule that I just said. I know. Is you have yeah, to have know, face off against two of the top tier and then one if, of the bottom. Hey, if it is that Missouri rule, and Vanderbilt are top tier, man. If it is that rule, you look at the bottom, you know. Yeah. Uh what and I baseball think it's be, football. I think it's gonna be Texas AM, Arkansas, and probably Alabama. Well, I guess you I, I don't know if you you could probably consider Arkansas as a lower tier school. Um, or it's probably going to be Alabama because that seems to get the numbers every year in terms of broadcast. Texas A&M, because like Wade said, it's a forced rivalry at this point ever since they joined. I feel like Alabama already um, has like their two, though. Like there's an, they're going to probably get Auburn and Tennessee as their top two and probably get either like Vanderbilt, Missouri as their other. And that ones. is something you have to consider because we don't have an in-state rival and then with Oklahoma and Texas coming in, they're yeah. already a rival, and then they're yeah. going to want to protect. Like I just mentioned, Texas I mean, the Texas-Oklahoma game, like that's not going to be touched, so that only leaves a room for another like top-tier one. They'll probably get like Arkansas because Arkansas uh, and Texas is a rivalry. Then you'll probably get like Missouri, like the Big 12. Like Missouri and Texas yeah. A&M have Big 12 ties as well, so you have to, to put that in factor as well. And then like – you know, going to like Georgia and Florida and like, you know, Auburn could probably get like the, the you know, the worst out of this because their two rivalries are Auburn and Georgia, uh, Alabama and Georgia. And then yeah. they could probably get like Vanderbilt or Missouri or, or South Carolina or, or somebody like that. South Carolina will probably stick with, you know, like Florida, maybe one of the Kentucky or, or Tennessee, somebody like that, and, and then get somebody else. Uh, so, I think it's definitely an open book. Uh, I definitely went through all my predictions, uh, but you can continue with who you want and who you think it's going to be. So, I don't. I feel like the LSU Alabama game is bigger than the Alabama Tennessee game. Maybe not. Well, I guess last year they were kind of equal, but ten, yeah. when's the last time Tennessee's been in the top ten since the past few years? I mean, that was the first time that they beat them in sixteen years as well. Exactly. So. And LSU Bama has, I won't say it's become equal, but it's become equaler. Um, and I just feel like that's one of those games every year that's like if that college game day comes, you know, they, it's got all the hype. So I feel like that one is probably going to stay. And then I'm between Texas A&M and Arkansas 
or Florida. Oh, shoot. I mean, LSU's got like so many rivals or rivalry games are always good games. So it'd probably be like Alabama, A and M and I don't know, throw in like Vanderbilt or something. <laughs> I'd like to play Vanderbilt every year. That'd be great. So And the good news with all of this is is you know we're picking the three teams they'll play every year, but then they'll alternate between the other yeah. ones every it other year. It won't be like you won't get to play like in Athens, like in the like 10 when's years, the last time like we LSU's between. played Georgia? Twenty twelve in Georgia. Yeah. So yeah. besides like SEC championships, yeah, that's been, whenever like 30, yeah, it was a classic uh, game. Eleven years. Well, they played us in yeah, Death Valley, so. but it's a seven year rotation. Yeah. So like we hadn't played Kentucky yeah. since the two thousand and seven year in Kentucky. <laughs> So I mean, you yeah, can't so. claim your one conference. And I, not I, I hopefully cycle this. Teams. I I would like to see the three year permanent teams for like a ten year span or however long, and then they kind of cycle through those, switch it up to where you play play another three teams for five five or ten years, and then cycle through that again. That way, you kind of just get some sort of variety. Um, well, that's our college football talk. That's really all we got. <laughs> There's not much happening in college football. This off season, I do so have, off yeah, I have our first NASCAR Neil update of the year. Are y'all ready for this? NASCAR right. Neil says NASCAR kicked off their 75th season with the 65th running of the Daytona 500. It was a pretty tame race, so a wreck on lap 118. Tyler Reddick got loose in turn four and hit the 12 car, causing a chain reaction, taking out the nine and 43. The 12 managed to save his car. It finished the race, uh, but he had some. Uh, he cut a tire. I guess he had a flat. Uh, the after that, the remainder of the race was pretty uneventful. On a late restart, we had two pairs of teammates running up fr- front with Brad K being pushed by Butcher and Kyle Busch being pushed by Austin Dillon. The big one occurred during the, the o- overtime restart. There was two overtimes that allowed Ricky St- Stenhouse to take the lead with current champion behind him. The second overtime was running good till a wreck happened after the white flag, which flag was taken, given Ricky the win. So Ricky Stenhouse Jr. wins after what was it? It was like his 199th yeah. race. He's a Mississippi boy. 199 winless streak. Yeah, out of yeah. Olive Branch. So home state hero, Mr. Ricky yep. Stenhouse. Yeah, home state hero, baby. I'm rude for him. Olive Branch. I have no idea who he is, uh, but. <laughs> but uh, NASCAR Neil is fired up for NASCAR season. I learned so much about NASCAR on Wade's Bachelor trip. Uh, and so I'm, we'll probably tune in to some. Neil and I were supposed to catch a race, but now he's bailing on me to go to some one-year-old's birthday party. So, NASCAR Neil's ripping cigars by the minute, cheering on Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Let's, let's get his opinion offline on whether he's happy about the win or not. Yes, I will reach out to him. So, our last our last segment we got, unless y'all have anything else, before I hit the Team Z Sports segment of the week. It is. All right. So, first, Team Z Sports segment of the week brought to you by our friends over at Fanatics. Head to fanatics.93n6tx.net slash scramble for all of your team gear. It's probably 24 ship, but by the time the show comes out on Tuesday – It'll be a new code up to sixty-five percent off. Maybe get just twenty-four bolt, bolt actually. Twenty-four bolt. Ooh, what does that <laughs> mean? Bolt days. It, it's it's twenty. It's still like the same thing. Of you get uh, 
you get uh, an order of 24 bucks or, or more, you get free shipping. But it's like these bold days that they're doing on Sundays now. Oh, interesting. So head on over to Fanatics. Use our link. Help out the show. Get you some, get you some gear. This one's not a sports one. <laughs> uh, I don't know why it's on CMZ Sports. Maybe he played sports. It's a Bachelorette alum, Josh Murray, is pumped for the senior bachelor. I threw this one out there since we had our Bachelor Fantasy League. And they had a TV show. You know, they had the advertisement for senior bachelor. And we all all thought it was a joke. They're actually having a bachelor spinoff of with seniors 65 and up go on and there's so many spinoffs you're never too old to find love yes so it's uh it should be an interesting there wasn't much on the team's esports i thought that aren't they having like a like a Uh, farmer's bachelor series like yes on fox or something yes it's a yeah it's on a different station like all these networks are coming they're trying to just like steal like what the bachelor is like yeah the bachelor in paradise next you'll have tesla and thibodeau baby only tyler farmers only bachelor what next (laughs) i got a a bonus teams esports segment for you our friend Brittany. i guess not our friend but you know Brittany griner uh we don't know her but she was uh in a rushed prison for a little while she just signed a one-year contract with the Phoenix, Phoenix Mercury, returning to the WNBA. Now that she's back on American soil, she's back to playing in the WNBA. So, congratulations to Brittany Griner. Hopefully, she can stay out of Russia for the time being. Uh, but, yeah, that's all I got for you all this week. Uh, it's so off-season. We don't have a ton of football to talk about. But we got LSU baseball. We're all fired up about that. That'll headline some of our shows. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we appreciate it. If you wouldn't mind hitting that subscribe button, it's probably going to be like at the top of your screen over there somewhere. Um, and help us out. It really means a lot. We're trying to grow the, grow the channel, grow the brand. So uh, if y'all have anything else, guys, I think we I think we ended on that. That's all I got. All right. Well, Jacob, if you're listening, respond back to our text. We want to know if you're alive or not. We, we haven't heard well, from you in a few days. So. If if this doesn't post until tomorrow and we still haven't heard from him, we might really need to check in on him. <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. You know him. He, he works those late nights at Home Depot. So we'll give him a call tonight, make sure he's all good. So we appreciate everybody listening. We hope everyone has a wonderful week.